The short game is listener-supported on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and join us on our Discord, head to theshortgame.net or patreon.com slash theshortgame. Welcome back to The Short Game. This is a show about short video games, games that respect your time. I'm Reagan Kelly, and I am joined this week by all of my cool co-hosts. Laura Nash. Nate Heininger. And Shane Kelly. And this week, we are not talking about video games in the strictest sense. We are talking about a different kind of game. That's right. This week, we are talking about escape rooms. Sort of. Uh, More specifically, uh, we have wanted to talk about escape rooms in general for a long time but never really found a good sort of way in we wanted to do one together but we all live in different cities we had different comfort levels with escape rooms i'd never done one before others here are experts um (laughs) (laughs) but uh, that's right i am (laughs) (laughs) but recently uh things have changed with escape rooms and a lot of them have moved to the internet because of the pandemic and because of that we decided to try an online escape room uh and uh, we're going to talk first generally a little bit about escape rooms and what they are for the unfamiliar which was me until pretty recently uh and then we'll talk a little bit about our experiences playing project avatar an online escape room experience that we all just went through together that was absolutely wild (laughs) also just going to talk a little bit about whoa escape rooms generally and it was awesome how you can get uh, how you can check one out without even leaving the comfort of your home. Yeah, the world of escape rooms has gone, uh, it just exploded in the last year because at-home options became the only options. And there's all these people who had physical rooms that needed to do something with their free time. And also had a lot of people, you know, looking for entertainment uh, for family and friends on Zoom and looking for something to do at home besides crocheting, enter escape rooms. And for people who aren't familiar, I'm um, I am a puzzle person and I'm a theater person, so I am interested in escape rooms as a combination of the two. Their escape rooms are generally puzzle rooms with a time limit, and they're often in a like a locked room, not with a real lock. If you go into an escape room with a real lock, like you're in a bad escape room, <laughs> and you should leave. <laughs> If you um, still can. <laughs> if you still can. But, like, that's, like, a sign of a bad... Like, if it's an actual lock, like, th- 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 leave. Um, usually with a team, and it's often played in the real world. But, like, think about that. Like, play with the team is hard in a pandemic, and in the real world is almost impossible. So these have kind of morphed. There's now, you know, tabletop and mail games and things you can buy in boxes at Walmart. And there's on-demand versions that you can play anytime that are, you know, online experiences. And what we played as a live stream experience with a host and like an actual person who you're giving commands to on the other side of the world. I almost lost my mind when I like, I I didn't make that clear in advance that this was a game where we were physically telling someone in a warehouse in the Ukraine what to do. And Nate did not know this until like a minute before the game started. They're like, okay, so you shout your commands. And I'm like, oh, is this some sort of like by consensus, you know, Twitch does Pokemon or whatever. And it's going to be like listening to what we're doing. And it's like a video game or something like that. And they're like, no, there's just a person that is listening to your commands and they're just going to do the things that you all say and, and, and listen for what, you know, for, for, um, 
like solid demands and they are literally a human who's going to enact the thing that you're telling them to do. And when that like occurred to me, I almost lost my mind. I was like, this is one of those things (laughs) that like, I feel like people have been, you know, you're like in a room with your friends. Like, Oh, what if we, you know, made a game where like you have a camera on your face and we tell you what to do. And like, no one would ever actually do it. You know, it just feels like something that people come up with, but no one ever actually would commit to. And these people did. And it is fantastic. This is one of the Mm -hmm. uh, most absurd things I think I've ever been a part of. And it was so much fun. (laughs) I can't, I can't wait to talk more detail about that whole experience which was absolutely wild but i do want to i do want to talk a little more just about like escape rooms as yeah. a concept and like yeah. why i've so for me i've never participated in one before and it was because i always had this anxiety well first of all it's because there are these things that you go out and do in meat space and that that seemed completely <laughs> incompatible God. with everything about my daily life yes but on top of that, it always sort of struck me as something really an- anxiety-inducing because it's an idea about like, okay, we're going to go lock yourself in a small room with a group of friends, but maybe even strangers too, and you have to sit there and solve puzzles. And if you're bad at it, everyone will know. And <laughs> like that, that was that has always kept me away from escape rooms just the 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 entire idea of like going to solve puzzles in a room with other people didn't strike me with a time limit my god like never struck me as something that i would really enjoy doing even though i do occasionally enjoy puzzles in video games like i i i think what i didn't understand though is like when when, laura when you you know you're you're a big puzzle enthusiast Mm -hmm. and and sometimes you share uh puzzles with all of the rest of us that you think are interesting. And every time I've always thought that doesn't sound like fun because (laughs) they are these like language puzzles or math puzzles or puzzles that require knowing bits of trivia that well-educated and interesting people would that I don't. Those are not allowed to escape rooms for many reasons. They would would not fly there. Yeah. That's the thing that like really struck me here is like this, uh, this whole experience and this is maybe maybe this is true of other escape rooms. You can kind of tell me a little bit about mm-hmm. your experiences with others if you have them. But like, uh, like I, I was surprised how similar this experience felt to the way puzzles are presented in in video games, as opposed to the way puzzles are presented in something like I don't know, like a newspaper or yes. a classroom or what have you. Puzzle hunts and puzzle like puzzle books are very different than like this kind of room because like first of all like a sudoku is never going to be themed to like an archaeological dig like if like it's like oh you opened a hidden tomb there's a sudoku like also sudokus are played by one person like what's the fun in that so like you might see a sudoku puzzle but i judge you if you put that in your room but like generally the puzzles are on the easier sides so you can like see all of yeah. them and get to the end. And there's like, someone said like seven to 15 puzzles in an escape room usually. Is that, that's a, sounds, that sounds like a small number, but I, that's actually, Depending I think that sounds about right. How big. But they are. Um, yeah. the kinds of puzzles is what really interests me because there are like different sorts of puzzles that kind of are better suited to different kinds of scenarios. And, and Laura, you were kind of hinting at this. You were saying like, there's, you know, you wouldn't put certain kinds of puzzles in a, in an escape room. The things you, I think you usually see in an escape room, I've done a few, is uh, you see 
like a mix of logic puzzles, pattern recognition, reading comprehension, deductive reasoning kind of puzzles, and then just a lot of process of elimination kind of tasks. Yeah, searching, right? like observation yeah. puzzles. Yeah, like, like why Why is this highlighted I, on this map? You know, there's something, oh, there's yeah. like, you know, there's a bunch of highlighted things on a map. What do they mean? And then later there's a place where you have to enter in city names on a, on a screen or something. And it's like, oh, well, I bet it's all the na- city names that were highlighted back on that map, right? Like, that's a super simple one, but it's a lot of that. Like, why is this obscure thing over here? Oh, I bet this will be key to unlocking something else. Why is there a hole here? Oh, I might put something in that hole later. <laughs> like, yeah. that kind of thinking. And uh, I also think they're easier, generally. For this game... A lot of the strategies that I usually try and use in normal escape rooms uh, were kind of tossed out the window. Like my my number one thing that I want to try and do in a real world escape room is basically uh, identify the most organized person in the group and uh, make them the project manager and just have everyone bring (laughs) every clue to that one person um, so that they will make that connection between like there's a map with highlights and there's a there's a list of cities or whatever you know so just knowing what all the clues are is actually really hard in a real world escape room and in a virtual escape room it's not because everyone is looking at the same thing which is a complete inversion of how a normal escape room works yeah i i think they did some and I, we're going to talk about it in a little while but i think they did some really interesting things to to deal with the fact that everyone's looking at the exact same thing where a normal puzzle room or escape room is a bit of mayhem. Uh, And I think they are, it's a ton of easy puzzles because it's also tailored to like corporate bonding events, you know, where like, there's going to be like two people that are like the game, you know, people who everyone looks to whenever a puzzle room happens, even if you're not necessarily good at them, like what happened to me when I went with work and everyone just assumed I was going to be the one who would drive the show. I was like, Nope, not as good. But Reagan, I will say, I know you're worried about, you know, being in the room and being the one that uh, is not helpful. Yeah, There's, I didn't actually realize I was the only one who hasn't done a real life escape the, room. Well, I've you, only done one real life. Two, oh, two interesting. Life. I've okay. done a handful of them. Um, but n- no matter what, Reagan, you will do better than what my mother did when we went as a family. And she just <laughs> walked around the room just going, this is so hard. <laughs> it's just over and over we're like lady sit down so like if you don't think you could solve puzzles the most helpful thing you do is just wander out of the room and saying things that are like interesting looking in the room open books this map has nails on it oh look there's figures on this book like just talking aloud this is so hard look i've unscrewed the electrical plate and behind it there's live wire yeah (laughs) This is so hard. There was a. This is uh, so hard. Your mother's picking up all of the like wooden furniture. This is this so, is so hard. hard. Here's a rock. Yeah. This is so hard. I'm just literally naming hard things. I get it. Um, there's a uh, the one I did. <laughs> one I did. There was a clock on the wall that they actually had to put a sign underneath it that said, "This clock is not part of the game." Because mm-hmm. and we asked as they said because everyone was taking the clock off the wall and messing with it, and it was like. No, that's literally just a clock for helping you know what time it is in inside of this like isolated space. That that is that is actually a real world like 
piece of advice that I would give anyone who's doing an escape room is like the fixtures, uh, like the, the, the lighting in the room, like the things that are actually part of the wall. Um, not part of the puzzle. Probably not part of it. And you can ask when you walk in, like, (laughs) is anything off limits? And they'll be like, don't touch the electrics. Like, don't yeah. touch this panel. Like, they, like this is the fire alarm. <laughs> I did do yes. one that was actually pretty uh, – they had a clever twist on it where, um, you know, early on they're like, oh, and hey, we do have free Wi-Fi. You know, you're like, oh, okay, whatever. And then uh turns out one of the answers to one of the puzzles was like the Wi-Fi pa- – the, the name of the Wi-Fi network had like a clue in it. So you are actually supposed to like pull your phone out and look at the Wi-Fi at some point. That's funny. The last two things on like real life ones to know about is one, uh, the thing table, like take all the stuff and put it on a, a table is a like tactic that people who escape a lot apparently do. The second is almost all the time escape room puzzles go to numbers, which is my like pro tip of are you in a puzzle hunt where the puzzles are harder, longer and like more puzzly and not in a real room puzzle hunts generally always are words always Mm, and escape rooms are almost always like i get very happy when you can actually solve to a word or solve to a phrase rather than a four digit code you put in a lock because i hate using locks that was my favorite thing about the online escape room is i didn't have to use a lock You just have to do the locks yourself. They have some guy in Ukraine doing the lock for you. (laughs) The avatar did it for me. And I was like, man, if every escape room came with a dude to unlock this lock for me, I would go through like 20 minutes faster. I have actually had a situation in an escape room where uh, we had, there was a lot of finding of keys and we had a lock that we were trying to unlock. And it was, we had solved the puzzle. The lock was just stuck. And we were stuck for a little while uh, before someone from like one of the escape room organizers, I don't know what you call that job or whatever, um, like noticed that we were having just physical trouble with a padlock that wouldn't open properly. And so that's another tip for it play people who are doing escape rooms. If you have locks and almost all of them do have two people try to open the lock. I don't know what it is. Yep. If the first person enters the, enters the combination wrong, turns the key, but it doesn't have, you know, the right feel for it. I don't know. Have a second person try. It's just, it's just a good piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The other thing I think that's good to call out um, that at least has been a staple of the rooms that I've been a part of. And I, and I think we we see it a little bit in, in the virtual one that we did was, is that as Shane just mentioned, there is uh, usually someone watching the whole thing and they are able to communicate with the party in some way. Um, the way I've seen it usually done is there's a screen on the wall and the party can basically stop and say, like, we need a hint. Uh, and then often there's some sort of hit for that. You know, you may lose a minute off of your clock or something like that, although they don't always do that. Um, and they'll give you a hint that'll be like, it may be obscure, and then if that doesn't work, they'll be like, look in book, page 45, code there. You know, you're like, all right, cool, and that gets you to the next one. I think they want most people to to escape. You know, I think that's yes. the most fun, but certainly not everyone does, and that is part of the the whole vibe of these things is that, like – you are if you work together and you go and you ask for hands when you're stuck, you'll probably get out. 
but you're you're not guaranteed to. And normally at the end, everyone gets together and takes pictures, and you celebrate either getting out or or failing to get out. And uh, they'll post it on their social media, and it's pretty funny if you see the pictures of people who failed to get out. So I went to a like virtual convention uh, for reality, and that's what this is based off. Is I. I paid for a play pass, which at the time I got the early bird was 50 bucks. I was like, maybe I'll get two rooms out of it. I got like 50. It was an absurd value. Like I went to the conference and I got all these games to play, um, including several live ones. And I still have three more to play with a group. But um, also just being in the discord with a bunch of people who make escape rooms is very entertaining because they're just spilling secrets right and left. And one thing they said is like, first of all, they goose all the escape numbers. So like the percentage of people who escaped each room is always bullshit. 100% Hundred percent of the time, like, like high or room. low, it's almost always artificially low because they want you to feel smart. <laughs> ah, <laughs> but they can't go too low. And they also said like whatever they put is the hardest room. Like a bunch of like they have to goose the numbers of difficulty too because they're like almost like a ton of people go for the middle one and almost ever like no one wants to go for the easiest room even if it's the best one. So they have to like goose up the levels. Like they're like we have to cheat to make people have a good time but um that sounds right that sounds right but um the funniest thing i learned the thing i was is that horror games generally losing is a better ending ah i I can see that like almost always the horror rooms that you lose have the better ending because it's scarier (laughs) when the room fills when the room fills with water and you know you have to uh swim up through the grate and get out that way if i'm paying 40 dollars for a horror escape room i better die yeah i need to be stabbed or have a a real threat of stabbing i'm just picturing someone doing a really good job in the game and stopping at the last puzzle just like waiting for 30 minutes just so they can get like murdered by a serial killer (laughs) I want the yeah, full man. experience. Uh, but all that's physical stuff. So uh, I yeah. want to move on to online. Yes. So I, as I gather that what we have experienced together is not the standard for online escape rooms. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it is like the innovation. So like what this game is Project Avatar. It's been a while since we said the name. Project yes. Avatar. Uh, we played Project Avatar Stalker, which is the second version of the game. Um, and when it came out, it was like, uh, it was the big innovation. It was like, oh, huh. everyone has to learn from this game. And a lot <laughs> yeah, of people. Because they actually got someone. I just, I still cannot believe that there is a, you, there's a person that you are telling what to do and they're just doing what you tell them to do. It's like, we're get we're we're slowly marching towards like dangerous game shit here. You know what I mean? Okay, so but is that is that the innovation you're talking about, Laura? Yeah. So the first one uh-huh. was even less escape roomy, and you could literally do whatever you wanted in this abandoned warehouse, and it was like a like a get out of here alive. Like, but it was like a you need to like get three items and leave like before yeah. you get caught. So it was even less. It was video gaming in that way, but it was like people went crazy because they realized you could break stuff. Like you could just destroy the room if you wanted for your thirty minutes. Like Which, you could just knock. Sidebar: That is also a, they, I, I'm sure they don't really exist anymore. But uh, what what for a moment um, as escape rooms were getting really popular? Did you all ever see those like I don't even know what they rage call rooms? them rage rooms? Yeah, where you would just go in, you pay a flat fee, and you just they'd like stock it with plates and shit and you would just go in and break everything for a half an hour and then leave 
Uh, yeah. So that, the first one yeah. was even more open world game yeah. in the same spot. And this one, they added a little, like they added um, a layer of like collecting items and crafting. So like people, it's still open-ended, but like, yeah. you know, I think that that helped. But I, what people got really went absolutely insane about is that you're actually, there's a, a heads up display like a video game with your inventory so you don't have to take notes so you can keep watching and that like you're controlling a person so the fact that you could still like figure out like a guy with a helmet with a camera on it <laughs> is like running around and you see his hands and he's helping you solve a thing so, since we're now into talking about the like let's the actually discuss the, the I think, project i think i think it would help to kind of give a little bit of the the intro that they give you when you're starting <laughs> before you game. start the game right yeah. is right. this gonna be because, helpful oh before okay never mind not the but, not the intro video yeah. which is not <laughs> no, no, gonna no. be helpful not gonna be helpful. <laughs> no no so when you so when you sign up for this you know they, they tell you in advance that you know your your whole team or whoever's going to be playing um you know you're all going to be sitting at you know at your computers respectively and this is all done over zoom or another uh video conferencing in this service. case zoom yeah 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 apparently they can do others too i guess uh according to their website i don't know if that matters it doesn't actually i don't know why i brought that up um and uh uh it starts with a kind of an introduction where you talk to a sort of handler person who is uh there to kind of guide you and tell you the rules and they play a rules video for you so you're you are all collectively going to be watching a live stream streamed from essentially a helmet cam uh, from somebody who is called your avatar. Uh, there's this whole goofy setup that I think we could talk about, and I and thought we, we was have really, to. We, really we must. Great, it's really great goofy setup it is for this. The best part. Uh, but when we're talking about like what's actually physically occurring, um, they have a. They have a designed game space. It's not like a wide open warehouse. It's actually like a, a several room complex with locked doors uh, full of clutter, basically. And uh, your avatar is in this space with multiple rooms and you are shouting directions at the avatar, things for them to do. And these might be you can you know, you can tell them to sit still and do a dance if you want. But mostly what you're going to be telling this avatar to do are things like picking up items he has a bag he can carry items around and so as you see things in the uh in the rooms you can collect them some of those will be just like sitting out in the open and others will be locked in ways that are that you know require you completing a puzzle to open some of those puzzles are really simple things like there's a symbol on a wall and you need to use a uv flashlight to look at it follow a series of UV paint arrows until you finally find a hidden object that is concealed and that the arrows are pointing to little stuff like that, or more complex stuff. You have to find various different objects around the room, collect them, put them together in a special way. Maybe you find a code for a lock or, uh, you know, uncover a way to open a particular uh, concealed space. And then you find another item. The items are mostly just like also clutter little red or blue or yellow cubes or other small objects or thingamabobs um, painted yeah, yeah thingamabobs trash that they've painted in a particular color scheme to make it clear that these are objects that are things that you're meant to be collecting and if i can just make a quick point on this because i think this is actually really really smart because these things are all over the place and as reagan said this is like a dirty dingy looking warehouse with just like trash everywhere but most of these collectible items are like bright red bright blue bright yellow and they really stand out and they're kind of all over the place and because every player is 
looking at the same screen, it gives you sort of a constant level of engagement. Whether you're good at the puzzles or not, you probably can help spot the loot, you know? And so, mm-hmm. like... And shout, like, Avatar, there's a yellow thing yeah, to your left. grab the yellow thing to the left, you know? And, and so... It, it there there's always something going on uh whereas you know in a live one everyone's kind of separate looking at different things you're kind of doing your own little little dig if if there was with this case everyone's looking in the same place so you kind of need something to do a lot and these little constant loot boxes basically are 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 how they solve for that i think and it was i think it was really really clever yeah, there's literally never a point where you're like, Avatar, sit still and let's think about this puzzle for five minutes. That, that never happens. <laughs> no. like, it's this has a really moving. fast pace. Like All you see on screen is you see the Avatar's hands and you can see the gloved hands and he moves them sometimes in entertaining ways to you know keep things interesting. So in a live escape room, you have someone who's watching and sort of guiding if you need it. This Avatar... This person was awesome. So first of all, they're they're holding their hands up like a video game. They're running in a way that if you watch them, it probably looks oh. like a crazy person. <laughs> but it looks like a video game. You know, I didn't think about that just now, but like he probably was running around. Yeah, they're running with their hands like up in front of their, like face, of their head. But so it looks like a video game where their hands are like right in front of their it right in the middle of your your screen, right? I'm doing it on the Zoom now, and this is not helpful for the <laughs> it's listeners. It's wonderful for um, us, but not uh, for listeners. But, and so, like, you'll be like, Avatar, uh, go look on the shelf to the left for the blue thing. And, and he would, like, point and then do, like, a little thumbs up and go over and grab it. Or we'd be like, Avatar, yeah. play with, uh, pick up the phone, try to call someone. And he'd pick it up and he'd put it to his ear and he'd be like, ah, oh, and he would like very visually be like, ah, oh, this is nothing. And he would knock it to the ground. Or, uh, or he'd trace it yeah. and be like, oh, it's oh, not connected it's, to anything. Yeah. And like, he was like an active person. Silently. Yeah. He was, yeah, they never talked. We only know it's a guy because at the end they came out and like said hello, which was a lot of fun. But like they were an active participant 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 in the game and they were really really helpful for just like they never solved anything for us but there was confirmation yeah, like like i remember at one point we were trying to figure out like can we can we use this is there an extension cord here or something that we can use and then you know it was uh we thought maybe it was part of a puzzle but it wasn't it was just part of the you know part of the set and he kind of like Pointed at it and kind of did a little like nah kind of yeah kind of, it was kind of just gesture it was a lot of stuff like that confirmation one way or another mm-hmm. it was a lot of confirmation like if we were onto something he would kind of like yeah like thumbs up keep keep going and then if we were like wasting our time on something he would do the thing we told him to do but then he would be like and eh, like cut this out you know let's go over let's look at something else it was it was yeah. great very emotive hands and it's not just the hands that make it feel like a video game there's also literally like a hut around that's collected like as mm. you he picks up a yellow block and they add a yellow block to your inventory in the hud there's like a little thing on the right side that shows you what items you've collected you can see how many puzzles you've done like they the designers have said they didn't they wanted to fix the issue when you're in an online escape room where you're taking notes on paper or in a tab or you have a browser window open to look up something. They're like, we just want you to have the one window that you're staring at. Like mm-hmm. maybe you need to jot down a number, but like we want everything there, which I found great. And it feels that much more brilliant. video gamey. Like it, it does. It, it it made me think like this is and it was really, really well produced. Um, like it was the kind of thing that like any Twitch streamer would like dream of having such a well-produced overlay on their video using the same software. 
Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. I was I was thinking like this is probably, you know, OBS or, mm-hmm. you know, I it's don't OBS. know what all they Yeah. Um and it's it was incredibly well done. And it was important because a big part of this is its scoring system has to do with collecting all of these various odds and ends in various colors and then later taking them to a special place in the room where you can use a quote unquote crafting system to turn those random multicolored cubes or whatever into points. Um, so just collecting the items isn't enough. You have to then take them and do something with them to get those points. But it's important to have a kind of a running total of like, okay, I have 11 yellow cubes and 15 ultraviolet cubes or whatever. And knowing that information, like it was, it was very well produced, you know, p- guy picks up a yellow cube and you see a little animation of it, like adding that yellow cube that he picked up in real life and just stuck into his bag adding it to the little total at the top of the screen. I thought that was like so impressively done. And it's clearly like really like a good coordination between the person who's the avatar and that sort of like handler person who's clearly like off. uh, I think they called it operator. They called them an operator. operator. Yeah. 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 So I was just very, very impressed with like the, the technical side of this and the teamwork involved in like producing this thing and keeping it running at high speed. It seemed like, yeah, there was definitely three people all together, at least, involved in operating the game from yeah. that we were seeing. They say it's three to... F- I watched a behind-the-scenes video, by the way. I didn't like... I don't know if, This is where my secret knowledge is coming from. Uh, they said it's three to four. So they... And sometimes they'll need to have a person... It, it, when there's battle games and there's like 30... There's two groups of people doing it. They need to have a person in the room helping reset. So, like, you might need a, a second person in the room to, like set up stuff during cutscenes or whatever like mm, so but, you, um yeah. and so w- what you, about the cut yeah scenes. that's what i was so, gonna say yeah. so what you just we haven't talked but about the before plot before we talk yet. about cutscenes we have to we ha- yeah we have to talk about the plot <laughs> uh, so Nate, you back to explain the, about the, the plot set up for this before rules instructions any questions how do you play this game and then you're launched into an intro video which nate will now explain oh, oh my god okay so first of all i want to say so molly and molly was on this with us and this video and these characters is like all like i'm searching for halloween costumes at this point because <laughs> uh, i'm like so into this universe i like the degree that they decided to go for it with this story is so funny so unnecessary because the the what you're doing is so insane you're 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 telling it you're controlling a real human by like consensus they didn't need to make the story also insane this this could have been something like really basic like cube hunt the search for cubes you know like it 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 could have been ultra boring but they went they went one step above they went like 30 steps above so (laughs) i'm gonna you all can help me fill in some blanks here but uh the main character utia duck which is a uh you know a a a person who's wearing uh like a a full set of pajamas patterned onesie yeah yeah i I think so i've got a picture of utia duck here and utia duck is wearing like uh way too small for him uh like uh top and bottom pajamas uh that are patterned with like big bold words that say things like uh hero Hero. and yeah kapow yeah it's like uh it's like a like yeah like old batman sort of things you know and uh and they have a big uh uh big like 
full head. It's not just a mask. It covers their entire head. It's the, like a bucket hat. Yeah. If it kept going. If it kept go- yeah. It looks to, it yeah. Looks to yeah. me like somebody took like a really large pool inflatable of a duck or a swan, cut the head off of it, and just sort of draped it over their head like a drapey helmet. <laughs> and then put like stunner yeah. shades on top Cuts of that holes. too. And gloves. And blue and gloves, gloves for no yeah. reason. And so yeah. uh, UT a duck is... He's like a Transdimensional hero. Yeah, they're in their they're in their airplane traveling amongst the different. What was what was it called? The air doctor. Uh, yeah, air doctor. Yeah. I think it was the air yeah. the air doctor. Yeah. Utia Duck is traveling between between dimensions in his in airplane. His, the air doctor. in his air doctor and an actual airplane. Yeah, they shot yes. all of this at an actual uh, like airfield, and so there's planes and stuff. And uh, something breaks through with this whole opening narration. I was just scrambling to write down all the weird nouns oh that they were telling. So we're, I'm about to get to that, and you can help me with them because I remember <laughs> one of them very, Please very, grab your notes. very firmly. But um, uh, so the plane has a problem, and they're stuck in our realm, and that normally wouldn't be uh, a big problem. Uh, you know, he's a magical being. Um, but his magic tambourine, which is used for solving the problems, uh, yeah. Has so been- he needed he needed a uh, feather oil. He was out, all out of feather oil to fix his magic. He needed plane. a new tank, feather oil, and cloths. And cloths. <laughs> I was like, are those? They listed three things. I was like, a tank, feather oil, and cloths. Okay. And then it said these don't exist in this reality, and I'm like, they don't. Okay. And, and then it told us. In order to create them, yeah, there was a way for him to create them by magic. Using his using magical, his tambourine. magical tambourine. So he uses his foggy Googler <laughs> in yes, order to I also in wrote order, down a fog. <laughs> yeah, in order to locate what? in order to locate the magical pawn shop that every dimension has. Exists in every, every realm. Every realm has a magical pawn shop. But the problem is this is a real problem, folks. This Magical pawn shop is owned and operated by a chicken, and by chick man. well, it's a chicken. Man. He's yes. a he, yeah, and he's a it's <laughs> chick man. But he's a chicken, and Utia Duck is afraid of chick man of chickens, and so he doesn't want to go into the magical pawn shop. So instead, he there's another noun that I can't remember, but he summons an avatar to go into the magical pawn shop and like gather the things that you're gonna need in order to. I guess like barter with the magical with the or with, convert them convert into, them into the things you need in order to yeah, he needs <laughs> he needs I don't know something to fuel his magical tambourine yeah. presumably and uh, and so the avatar the person that you're gonna control like you know comes out of like a cloud of smoke or something and then goes in and for some reason even though Chickman runs a business he is like a uh, terrorizes patrons of the business because Utia Duck is afraid of chickens, which that's why he doesn't want to go in. But also, Chick Man is just an asshole who like is constant. He, he's there, who hides inside of boxes he, and, springs and springs out and kills, and kills you because you. you have lives, which is funny. Three, three lives, and he'll kill you if you make mistakes in certain areas. And so, whether you're afraid of chickens or not. Just not a good place to go. And all of this is is set up in this like 
insane live Two action video. yeah video it's very short and it's got it's like narrated it's so silly and so ridiculous yeah, we just took much longer explaining it than the game takes explaining yeah. it it really just tries to immerse you in like an absolute like shock level of weirdness I, and it I was could not it stop had me laughing. rolling I but it was, I was perfect uh, yeah like, it's so hilarious it's it's like these are all compliments like this entire like us being like this is so weird these words are weird like that's all yeah, That's I crazy. loved it. Like, I loved it. It was. We were very was, happy. With I this. was, I was going in so ready for like. Oh, I was like, oh, puzzles starting now, and I was like, okay, uh, Utia Duck is the defender of balance across reality. Okay, got it. I'll write that down. Write in my notes. <laughs> well, Molly was taking notes too and was writing down all these things too, and it, like none of it. It meant nothing uh, except for that it fed into, which is what we. What brought us into this is that there are cutscenes in this live action game. So there are a number of things that you will interact with that will trigger a little video that, you know, will replace your seamless. Uh, yeah, seamless. It'll replace what you're watching with a pre recorded video of whatever it may be. Sometimes it is uh, like a solution to a puzzle. Um, you know, if, if the, uh, you know, you have to like break down a door. It'll change. You'll watch a little video of you, of uh, the avatar, like breaking down a door. It's actually pretty clever too. Cause it allows them to like only do these damaging things to their, to their uh, escape room, like one time. And then they just have to set yeah. it back up, you know, but anyway, yeah, you can set bombs off but, and stuff, but you can also turn around and see the doors fall in, but yeah, it's great. The, and then there are also like, and there's another one where I just lost my mind. There are like little fun things too. Like when you solve a puzzle, like inexplicably, for some reason, solving one of the puzzles, Dr. Robotnik, like a a, a little like graphic <laughs> of Dr. Robotnik like showed up dancing on this dancing on the screen while Michael Jackson played. And I was like, these yeah. guys are gonna get sued, but this is worth it. This is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like these little, little uh, beautiful, like, it, it, it's great in anything to solve a puzzle and feel a little moment of triumph. But it's even better when it's accompanied by a music hit and a, and a bizarre animation. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's, that's excellent. Every, every time you had any, any small success in this game, it, like, celebrated it for you by it's showing you so something funny. weird, you know? It's so funny. And you could do anything you want in this too like you can have mm -hmm. them climb ladders you can like I, I don't want to spoil some of the stuff but there's yeah like you right. can do things you would never be allowed to do in an escape room because they're frankly dangerous <laughs> yeah yeah you well and you we'd ask him to you know like hey pull that pull that thing down from there you know and then he would yeah. and he'd be like man that was nothing you know um i was convinced that there was something to do with climbing a ladder uh and so I won't spoil whether it was or was not, but uh, it was cool that like that was a part of it. Uh, and in these cutscenes, like besides the silliness of like Doctor Robotnik showing up, there's also a ton of like it's funny, but it's also intending to be like spooky and weird and sort of like grungy and punk, where like Chick Man will come out and like kill you you know I, it's, I loved opening I love the boxes yeah. and you know oh, sometimes you open a box and yeah. some oh yeah we marks. didn't um, yeah. 
yeah, so there's there's tons of so the when this game has you know the more elaborate puzzles, which are usually not terribly complicated. They're you know things like find an object on one side of the room, realize that it's related to another object on the other side of the room, connect them in some way. Uh, I'll give uh I'll give one example that I think that is a puzzle solution, but I'm not going to be like I'm going to try to obfuscate it a little bit so that I'm not spoiling anything. Um, so uh. You find at one point a projector in uh, in the uh, the room, and it's pointed at a blank projector screen. Uh, on the projector screen, there's some stuff drawn, uh, and uh, so it's kind of obvious immediately, like, oh, well, we probably want to turn on this projector, but you can't for reasons that I'm not going to spoil. Um, and you have to find some objects in the room and figure out a way to turn on the projector. Um, once you do and you get your puzzle solution, it gives you a code and then you put that code into a lock on a locked box. And generally that's how these puzzles work is like you solve something and you get a code, say like a four digit number and you use that to unlock a box. One of the things I really liked about this is we didn't really need to like write those codes down. We just shout them and then the avatar goes and immediately. Yeah, they cut the, the, the avatar right is constantly cutting corners for you. If we're like, oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Hey, avatar, I think the code is. Four seven four one. He runs. He knows it is. So he just runs over there and does it. You know. And it's like, all right, yeah. tight. He he it's wasn't. Great. It keeps yeah. the pace. <laughs> yeah. Going. He wasn't yeah. putting it in a lot of like. You know. Wrong I was codes. worried this was going to be like walk four steps right, pick yeah. up the one. You know, on the second shelf. No. No. Yeah, and Avatar we can, you could be even like. And then hey, when Avatar, he does go and open yeah. these boxes, he throws open the lid, and you know, either a video plays in which you get a triumphant dancing Eggman, uh, or a video plays in which the threatening chick man emerges from the box holding some dangerous item and murders you. These are obviously the best results you can get. Yeah, quick quick clarification. Puzzle solutions always loot. Question right. mark boxes are the like the random shot. Ma- yeah. Is it Sorry, a trap? That's right. Also, yeah. there's yeah. an overlay that's like 18 question marks, and it's like, is it a trap? Comes across the screen. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and like, again, I'm doing it on the Zoom, but like, the avatar is doing like pointing to the box. He's, he's doing he like, wants to open he's doing it like real thumbs bad. up, thumbs up, thumbs up. And then we're like, I was all in on the box. Me and Shane uh, were trying so hard to get us to open every <laughs> Man, single we box. We had it hard we had because box. we opened our first box and we got big loot out of it. I think we just got a, a bunch of cubes or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and then we opened our second box and Chick Man jumped out and murdered us. And then we opened our third box. And Chick Man jumped yeah. out again. So now we only had one life and we left only had for the last lives. like forty minutes of the game. They have a uh, right, so we didn't open any more boxes. Yeah. There is a side we game you can do. You can spend five minutes of your time, and you play. I we didn't do three it. card Monty. Yeah, basically. it's the like the uh, my the shell game. The shell game. Yeah, and it looks like Chick Man is doing it. I'm assuming it's a video. Uh, we didn't do it because we wanted to spend those five minutes exploring, but uh, we really got shut down from those boxes pretty quickly because two of the first three we opened were not good. We learned at the end that that's not very common. They do actually like randomize it. So we just got some bad luck. And I think the majority of them are like loot and then, the you know, the minority are the uh, yeah. are the the you know boxes containing death yeah uh, but even so like i was glad we did that anyway it was really funny yeah. to get killed oh it was so funny and, and then you know after that we just focused primarily on solving puzzles and collecting loot around the various rooms and um we haven't talked a ton about the scoring system you know once you've collected all of these cubes and stuff you go to there's a special zone set aside for the um 
uh, for crafting the crafting table, and you unlock it after you solve nine puzzles. Right, and it gives you a, uh, a like a formula or a set of formulas. Like if you combine this number of blue cubes with this number of yellow cubes with this number of ultraviolet cubes or whatever, then you get an object worth a hundred points or a thousand points or whatever. And then they, they're different, different recipes. So like, you know, a complex recipe gives you 5,000 points or five, 500 points, I think. And then mm-hmm. the, the easier recipe gives you a smaller number of points. And then you have to kind of like figure out, okay, like how many points can we actually make out of all of the crap that we have? Um, which was fun, but also it was like, like by that, by that point we were lo- really looking at the clock because we knew we needed to escape by a certain time. Um, yeah, and, and so every we time you to, every time you craft, it triggers a little cutscene with very Breath of the Wild. Yeah, right? but like it's like with like a a saw like firing sparks and so like good. hammers coming down and and like you know very industrial. Uh, as he's making your your different items is very funny, and the full cutscene played. Uh, I, I don't know if we could have said like, all right, craft five, 500 things and six, Which 200 things. Like we did at the end. Yes, we could have, but, but we I did it in yeah. two separate batches. We did all the high ones first and then we did the low ones second. So we had the full cutscene twice, which was very funny. I was wondering if they were like, Oh, maybe we, it was actually longer make- the second time. I'm 90. Cause we did more sure. things. Yeah. yeah. I think it's oh, relative yeah. to the amount. I don't know. Um, yeah. It was but, um, it was funny though, and then at the very end, you just say, "Avatar, run to Utia Duck," which is fun. <laughs> and then he bursts, you know, he, he's from wherever you are. He runs through a you know predefined path, gets out, and then triggers a, tr- a climactic cutscene, and uh, which we won't spoil, of course not. Uh, <laughs> right, but trust, but it's, it's, it's it's more excellent. Video yeah, production. trust that it's absurd and it's awesome, and and honestly, like. The whole experience was a ton of fun, and I think it would have been fun even if it was just like grab the blocks game, you know, like you were saying. Uh, But this weird layer of of the story and the whole vibe of the thing really was effective at making it a, a very unique experience and was a ton of fun. I like Utia Duck is my new favorite character. <laughs> yeah i i definitely have to say like i it was it was not what i was expecting i was expecting more um more emphasis on puzzle solving and less yeah. on sort of like uh frantic space exploration <laughs> and like bizarre just aesthetics uh it was a huge surprise for me and like way more fun than i was expecting i had such a blast. and between laura and molly being puzzle masters like I think we were mostly just like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> While Laura and Molly were like, okay, do this. Oh, I think we do this. Oh, yeah, do this. Count the things. Add the things. And we're all like, Utia Duck, will you be my best friend? You know? <laughs> and Utia Duck's like, yes, yes I will. Um, but also, I, I picked this because um, when I did – this was one of the games that I got as, like, my play pass. So I played this with a bunch of people at Recon at the A. Um, lest you think I cheated, There, are, it's a uh, warehouse in a, like, abandoned – or formerly abandoned train depot. So I played the upstairs – 
A group, and then I that there's a B version of the game that's in the basement, the bottom floor. Yeah, when I went, uh, when I went on their website, they call these uh, phase one and fa- phase two, which mm-hmm. implied to me that it was like you have to do phase one before doing phase two, but it's not like that at all. They're really just. Like, you know, do you start the game at one end or the other of the building so that, you know, you could potentially overlap on some of that. But, uh, you know, this gives you the option basically to play through it twice and not have not see most of the same stuff. Yeah. So when we got to the crafting room, you we could go into the A levels. And I just basically was like, hi, I'm not going to do any more puzzles. But like you can run into the beginning of A if you like have extra time. But you you re- it's only for a few minutes at the end and you really aren't going to do much. Um, but the, it, it was, it was really cool because I was able to like, the only thing that I had in common really was the crafting room, (laughs) like, but the rest of, and we didn't solve many puzzles in the crafting room when I played. So I was like, oh, I can actually solve some of these. (laughs) Um, uh, but it was, um, it's cool that you can basically in the same space play it twice. And I know they're doing a, like some revamping of scripts. So there's going to be like another version of it later this year, but they're going to keep all the stuff we've been praising. Like the weirdness will stay. The HUD will stay. The avatar will stay. They're probably just like going to add new puzzles and stuff based on feedback. Well, the fact that you don't have to have people in there and it, it is still, even though it's more insane because you have, like people controlling another person that's way more controllable from a design standpoint than uh, just letting a bunch of ding dongs run around in a room full of junk, <laughs> you know? So like, I think they I mean, could switch we had it fire up. Fire involved in one of the puzzles in the other game. Yeah. That <laughs> so would never like, have. So they can get way more creative and way more interesting. And I would imagine change things up faster because they only ever have to worry about the, the, employee running around in the, in the room, uh, you know, they're, they're going to, even though they'll do, you know, anything we ask them to, there's of course a limit, you know, they're not like, they're not going to actually do something that would forever irreparably harm the themselves or the, or the building. So unlike a real escape room where, you know, you'll be tearing clocks off the wall, um, we're just walking in circles saying how hard it is. But anyway, uh, like I, I just, I could see them iterating on it very quickly. And uh, because it's global, it just seems like such a, such a great business too. Like I have to imagine that this is a, you know, a successful idea if they uh, keep running with it, because you, you don't have to worry about, you know, like in St. Louis, there's like eight different escape the room companies. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're so they're all competing for just like local people. But, you know, we were all across America playing this game in Ukraine. It's wild. It's it's I, I said it when we were done. I was like, this is the most 2021 thing I've, I think I've been a part of, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it feels like it's just the start, you know. Yeah. And I picked this because it's so video gamey and yeah. like not puzzly at all. I was like, oh, no, this is clearly the one the short game should play. <laughs> yeah. 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 I definitely think this. I would recommend this to any group of people who love video games because it has it has so much video game DNA in it, but it's also unlike anything you have ever played before. It's totally. it was a very very unique experience. Also, like while we're talking about it, like if you want to play this, um, first of all, their website, which we haven't mentioned, is projectavatar.fun uh, you should go browse around it it's great They've you can got see the trailer of Utia Duck. Yeah. Yeah, the trailer yeah 
Um, and if you want to reserve, uh, they have, it seems like really flexible scheduling. Like you can play this late at night if you want, uh, because they're in Ukraine, I guess the, uh, the time zones are working in your favor. This, they have times between like one, 1 PM and like, like one AM, I think like it, it, I, I'm not exactly sure how the time zones work out on all of this, but it like, they, mean, go, they go really late at night. We played from 10 to 11 Eastern time. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. it was pretty and, late. Um, they let you reserve for between one and 15 people. I don't think this would be very fun with one person. I think you really need the team. I feel like 15 like, is also probably a lot, but you know, probably a lot, but yeah, I think for us, we had, you know, we had five and it was like a really good sweet spot. And, um, it's 25 euros or I they say like $30, it's like $30 per a person. person. Um, and I think that's like super fair because this is like 90 <laughs> minutes of like the time of several human beings. Yeah. And you and, are and like all, the thing is like sometimes you go to like a an, in real life escape room and if you go to a bad one, you're like, oh, cool. Like I just paid $30 for like some really bad props. But here you're like, oh, God, like there's props, there's tech, there's four people. I'm like, oh, I see you see the money. There was a human doing whatever I tell them to do. That's worth, you know, at least 30 bucks. (laughs) And he like fake laughed at some of our jokes, which was at least worth. I like to think they were, it was real laughter, but I was (laughs) probably just making the same jokes. Like every, you know, like, oh, there's no price tag on it. That means, that means it's free, right? You know, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I was that guy that, you know, that night, but it was fun. We're having a good time. <laughs> it was it was it was a wonderful experience. And then I really loved the the end uh, when the the avatar came out, and I got we got to see. A, I mean, you know, we didn't really see it. like Laura saw a behind the scenes video, but like it was really interesting to see the like tiny glimpse of behind the curtain when the avatar comes out, and we saw that he's wearing a. Uh, basically, American style football helmet yeah. with a like ring a light stuck clip. on his forehead. Yeah. yeah, a ring light and a phone clip attached in front of his face. I was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" Yeah. And, I mean, you know, it makes perfect sense because, like, what else are you going to do that's going to give you like this high? By the way, like technically, like high ass quality video streaming in real time yeah. Yeah. wirelessly from this guy to our all of our computers. <laughs> really impressive. Um, but yeah, like. I guess he just has a phone uh, strapped right in front of his face. Exactly. <laughs> and it's because, like, the phone is, like, got the, like, it can go to the network and it has mobile backup. So, like, the phone is the most resilient way to stream yeah. video, yeah. like, on the move. Makes sense. Incredible yeah. from, like, a tech tr- standpoint and also just, like, yeah. really, really, really well done. So is there anything else to talk about about... um this incredible experience or I, we were also going to take a little bit of time to talk. Laura was going to tell us a little bit yeah, about I have resources for folks who might potentially be interested in other online escape rooms. Sorry, Shane, go ahead. This is, this is hard to say if it is a spoiler because we didn't actually solve this one, but has upon reflection, has anyone have any idea what the deal was with the bunny mask? I think that was just silliness there. I think it was just there to creep us out. <laughs> I'm, I think I, there are Easter eggs in the room. So yeah. there are things uh-huh. that are there for funsies. I and think, honestly, like sometimes things are puzzles and sometimes things are weird. Yeah, there was. Um, yeah, I think that was. I don't a, want to talk about what happens, but if you're playing the game and you're in that area, like try putting on the bunny mask. Yeah, I'm pretty it's sure. That, I'm pretty sure that was just high weirdness and not uh, not a not a, a puzzle. Based on how the avatar reacted whenever it was done. But it was great. One last uh, fun story behind the scenes that I found out from the video. So when they were making this, um, they were like, aesthetically, we wanted abandoned 
warehouse. Like, that's what we want to go to. So they looked at abandoned, they're in the Ukraine, they looked at abandoned places, they found an abandoned wine factory, like, ah, this is perfect. And they got all the boxes in for their first play test, like, we won't put everything in, but we'll put all the puzzle pieces in. And then like, the cops showed up, we're like, this place is shut down, because it's incredibly dangerous could fall <laughs> like it will, it will kill you oh, so no. and then they were like oh we have all our stuff in the room and the cops were like well what we're gonna help you get the stuff out and they're like it's all these little like red and blue and yellow cubes everywhere and like, they're stacked <laughs> and then they're like go upstairs and there's like a yeah, fake the cops corpse. are literally playing the- <laughs> like there's an artificial corpse in like one of the first rooms and like they're like the cops. Like, what the hell? We have our first <laughs> officer. Go, our first go inside and get yeah. all the cubes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and then and you can come out once you've collected. Yeah, them. You, you, yeah. you have to craft them. If you can score four thousand yeah. points, you can leave. And officer. then they found a second spot, and then they had to abandon it because it had like very bad mobile Wi-Fi. <laughs> so then, oh no. so they they found like an arts. Like someone had bought an abandoned train station, and were like, "We're going to turn it into an arts complex." And they were like, "Hi, can we just have some and like don't fix it?" That's awesome. Like install well, I'm the glad internet. They found this space, and it was it was really uh, it was a really good space for it because it was complicated. There were a lot of doors, and that's really I think what and you stairs need for like and this. yeah, yeah, really good mm-hmm. space. Do you think a lot of the like fixtures and stuff were there when they moved in? Like it had tons of like uh, like little shelves and alcoves and uh, chain link fences. Oh, I think they moved stuff. a lot of that. They might have grabbed they. They grabbed stuff from garage sales. So, like, who knows? Like, some of it was probably yeah. there. They probably brought a bunch of random stuff in. I was trying to find if I could... I was trying to find the... They, somewhere they had posted uh, a, um, a, like, list of, like, funny things that had happened to oh, them. They posted on Facebook. And one uh, of them was that apparently a, a, a teenager was playing it. And their mom walked in and was like, what are you doing? And he said, I'm controlling a guy in the Ukraine. And the mom freaked out and, like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> shut this the thing down. It was a weird dark web thing when the host had to come on and be like, actually, it's a game, ma'am. Like, your son is safe. He's not hacking. <laughs> uh, it does have so the, funny. It does have the aesthetic of like, oh, man, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see a parent walking in on this and being like, oh, God, what is going on? Yeah, for sure. It's like a dingy room full of weird stuff. The guy has fingerless gloves on. I mean, there's fingerless gloves are definitely that's a sign of you yeah. see somebody wearing di- fingerless gloves in an old warehouse, right? You know, they're up to uh, no good, exactly. Oh, and, and there's and they also they posted one other that uh, said, uh, uh, a guy joined the live stream only after the game had already begun and he thought it was a computer game. Uh, and uh, then f- by the time he they got to the end, he realized it was a human being, <laughs> and he was really like, freaked out. Sort of like Nate's experience, but like I think it could be even if, if I had like, gone like a half hour in before. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Like um, he didn't figure it out till the end. So while I totally recommend Project Avatar, this was like an incredible experience. And if you are listening to this and haven't, you know, and and you know, you're listening to it relatively close to when we are uh you know w- putting this episode out i would 100% recommend like get some friends and do this thing um and you know maybe this one will be over if you're listening to this like in a year maybe this particular experience is over but they've got some new one i can't wait to check out whatever they do next they're they're all building on each other like the first right. one was more like open world like battley this one was more like 
crafty avoidance, like I'm sure they're going to do great stuff. Yeah, so. can't wait to see what they do next. But uh, there are lots of other online escape rooms as well. And uh, Laura, having just attended a conference about this stuff, is going to uh, talk us through some of the other options that are out there for, you know, maybe this doesn't sound like your thing. Maybe one of these other ones does. Yeah, I mean, so there's a million at-home ones. Like, real quick before we go into online ones, there's a million. Like, I have some experience with some of those. Yeah, at-home, like, I, box I, ones. Uh, go ahead. I can Shane. personally recommend the Escape brand, I guess, of mm-hmm. or, or sorry, Exit is the Exit. Name of it. Yeah, I was going to say Escape brand yeah. of of uh, boxes. I, I've done two of those, and what they what they get really right in those is a really clever mechanism for self checking on uh, what what are often fairly open ended puzzles and a lot of variety too. Uh, they're they're fairly cheap. Um, you can do it with a, you know, as few as two or, or I've done it with four or five people. Um, they can spread the puzzles out. People can, like, share the puzzles amongst each other. And it's a good way to spend a couple of hours. So I, I really enjoyed those. Yeah, and I think that there's, if you have just one person to play, uh, Neil Patrick Harris has a box that I think is a Target exclusive called Box One that everyone really likes. Um, what it's only for one what, person. What can't he do? Oh, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> I know. Uh, he was the uh, like intro speaker for this conference just because he like asked to do it. He was like, what? can I be the speaker for this conference? They're He's like, so great. sure. He's so great. Um, uh, if uh, there's a place in Minnesota called the Trapped Puzzle Rooms that did a, a audio escape room over Discord with me that was absolutely incredible. It was called Escape from Escape Room Island. It's not ready for the public yet, but like <laughs> once it's out, it's great. But they do a thing called Trapped Takeout where they have like puzzle takeout containers that are food themed. And apparently their Taco Tuesday is incredible. Um, it's two teams, the Flower Bureau of Investigation, FBI, and the Corn Intelligence Agency, CIA, have to <laughs> join forces to stop the guacamole. Oh, no. um, <laughs> and it's two teams remotely, like with their own puzzles that share together. And apparently that's just like, they also do like a, a pizza box one that's like Teenage Mutant Turtle. Ter- they do a pizza box <laughs> one that is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle- 80s themed and they um i ordered the spielberger box set which is a bunch of dvds of nice. spielberg movies oh, um, neat. <laughs> that are all burger puns so those apparently are great and um another one would be puzzle curious which is a like if you wanted the classy route like you want to have like a really good feely box like like beautiful mm-hmm. objects um, Puzzle Curious has a book has a one called The Emerald Flame that I kickstarted that should be showing up this fall and it's like just like pretty, it's it's gorgeous like everything in there looks like it's a real artifact and I'm like huh okay like this is nice stuff. Um, there's a ton I love of that you though. use the term feelies which comes right out of like old interactive fiction. There's a little <laughs> of that DNA in this whole oh yeah research, in the on in the home boxed escape room thing especially i could i could very much see there being little uh you know similar kinds of souvenir feelies that you have that are incorporated into the puzzles in the game yeah. Actually, a little bit of a question about like how these types of games work because like these game in a box style things where you've got you know you're you're like buying a box and like it's got a bunch of what like 
like hmm. like a book with instructions in there. No, oh, so, okay. So sometimes there is a so the exit the room games have a book and like cards, a deck of cards, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you like by solving a card and getting the right answer, you flip a card over and it'll be like, yes, that like. You you solve an, a code. You look up in this ring thing. It'll be like flip card thirty seven, and he flips you over, and it's like yes, that's the correct answer. Now flip over another four cards. Like that's how that one works. Um, the like box one is a deck, like also has a deck of cards. Trap takeout has an online site. Like a lot of them have like online components. Um, I've several people at this escape room convention were yelling about how good Bluefish games were because they have great puzzles they do a game called the curious elevator of mr hicks and the curious stairs of mr hicks and apparently both of them are very good but it's like unlocking a puzzle moves you up the stairs type thing Mm. curious Um, curious (laughs) indeed but i I, elevating but Mm. they don't really do too many like it's not a book i think the the one thing that like unlike escape rooms where you're supposed to like just look everywhere and take apart everything, these boxes are like, please don't. Like please don't spoil your own puzzles. Like open things when we tell you to open them. <laughs> just like ripping the booklet in half. There's gotta be something yeah, in here. That's where I think I was confused, because like I was imagining like, okay, this they give you a box full of stuff and maybe you're supposed to intuit that there's a puzzle involved, and then when you solve the puzzle, how do you know you solved it? That they kind of often thing, so. have like four a bunch of stuff to start and then there's a bunch of stuff in like other envelopes to open later mm. and it's like once you've solved yeah, this bit sealed envelopes you open the next sealed envelope and go yeah from there. everyone that i have seen has some sort of instruction booklet um and then the other almost completely ubiquitous element is a uh, decoder wheel of some yeah. kind love a Those decoder all- wheel all- all the books you can all the ones you can buy in like stores have decoder wheels like the indie ones don't usually the indie ones have tried to go away from decoder rings is that just like a production thing like those are hard you have to have a factory make them for you basically well i think it's more that they have like an online component or like they they want videos or like some extra thing like they just think it's Mm -hmm. more smooth to do like or they have an online hint system but like think about like mattel isn't gonna run an online hint system right no yeah. So I think that's why they have that. That makes sense. They also do a ton of like subscription boxes also went like through the roof. Like you can buy you can buy puzzles on a t-shirt. You can buy them on candy bars. You can get like puzzle puzzles on a crazy. t-shirt. There's this hunt a killer thing, right? That's like on yeah. every podcast is yeah. advertising hunt a killer. I don't do the murder ones. Um, <laughs> personally. Just did a that sentence in a vacuum. Yeah, but there is a puzzle. There's an escape the room shirt that everyone likes. It's called like Solve Our Shirts. And it's from a place in Illinois. Funny. And it's a two sided shirt. And like they are very adamant <laughs> that you should not wash the shirt prior to doing the puzzle. And I'm like, I want to know what that's about. <laughs> Why shouldn't you wash the shirt? Like, You'll wash away the evidence. Maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, you have me so curious. And I was like, oh, man, I really want to see what that looks like. But. Of course, one cannot simply find a picture of the puzzle shirt. <laughs> <laughs> if you search solve our shirts, they're like representative picture, but we've changed it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or they at least make you solve a puzzle to get to the picture of the shirt. You know, at least make you do some work. I nice. know it's Minotaur themed. Um, 
But like, there's also books, but those are way more like puzzly. They're not really escape rooms. Like, if you want to get into like escape room books, those are like. Yeah, I just pulled up the Solvar shirt, and like, you know, they do they do say like, you know, this is the preprint rendering with puzzle details removed. But you know, also pretty co- pretty cool looking shirt. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like a fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm like not. I, I haven't I, done I, the Solvar shirts. Uh, if anyone wants to do that with me. Yeah, I I almost exclusively wear like non decaled shirts so i'm thinking like if i'm going to wear a shirt with like print on it like i'm just gonna go full the other direction you gotta look at this thing for like an hour to understand the shirt that i'm wearing right now (laughs) (laughs) very nice that's a pretty clever idea yeah i really like the idea of those like you know just recently and this is this is like a very like not the same thing at all but like recently my wife and i were trying to figure out you know well you know, what do you do? Like, we we need better ideas for date nights mm-hmm. uh, than we've been doing during the pandemic. And, um, you know, going full old person mode, we we got like a like a, a jigsaw puzzle and did that together. And uh, it's a very different thing than doing an escape room. But it it was actually really nice. We drank cocktails and did a jigsaw puzzle together for a couple of hours. And, and I'm like, you know, maybe, I, you know, I, my my initial feelings about like the whole escape room and puzzles thing was like, mm, this isn't for me and probably not something I would enjoy doing with my wife either. But you know what? Maybe it would be. Some of these seem sort of like playful enough uh, that I think I would enjoy. Yeah, it. yeah. there's definitely very playful ones. Like I, I play tested one that's um, fairy tale crime themed. And but like not like murder, but like Reagan, we did one that was relatively tiki influenced. <laughs> so all right, and it, we'll link in the show notes. But uh, there's people have gotten way better at doing like, indexes of uh, at home games that have you can leave reviews like little Yelp for at home games, or you can you know a couple more term like tabletop game in a box those are you know mail subscription are pretty straightforward but um the online ones i'm going to give you a couple words to google if you're looking for like online ones so what we played is a live stream avatar meaning it's like has a host live with you in the room and there's a person you're controlling there's also like live streams that are like there's actors and there's like they're in the room and you're improving with them and like you have to do theater and they ask you questions and you have to like think on the fly and like they ask you to put on costumes and like <laughs> there, that that's Reagan's nightmare. Thing, There's Reagan's it nightmare. Be, like, it might be your best friend or like that might be a nightmare, but like that. I was really like halfway expecting something that would be similar to like, the game that Reagan and I had as a kid, Double Switch. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, so there, this is a full motion video game uh, similar to Night Trap, if you've ever yeah, seen it was, that it one. It was like almost a sort of uh, pseudo sequel to Night Trap. It mm-hmm. was, uh, And it, in that one, you had someone was locked in a, a security room for an apartment building, right? So so it was, uh, that was the kind of, ho- it's honestly a kind of a similar experience to, the, to this SM, FMV game where you have someone who's like, "Quote unquote," trapped in a remote space, communicating with you over video, and then uh, like, but in that game, the rather than puzzles, it was all like uh, quick time events to drop uh, actors into pits. 
Yeah, in that game, it uh, it starred Corey uh, Haim and uh, yes, Debbie Harry. Yes, it did. Actually, <laughs> it did star those people. Yes, it did. It was great. Uh, that yeah, that was YouTube. It, it, it. Was, it was like a terrible, terrible game in a lot of ways. But like, I think probably one of the better ones of those. If you're the sort of person who uh, who you know can get any enjoyment out of a, uh, a FMV game, uh, you know, it's a lot of like uh, uh, burglars breaking into this bizarrely intricate uh you know apartment building and you have to like switch between cameras on different floors because things are happening simultaneously and if you see someone breaking in you can't just you know sound the alarm that they broke in you have to wait until the exact moment that they step on the pressure plate that is you know that activates a trap and then you have to hit a button because it wouldn't do to just have the traps that you want to trap these people in just automatically trap them you have to you have to hit the button at the exact right moment and then if you do that it plays the animation of them falling into a hole in the floor or getting stabbed or whatever i uh that's awesome i played this game a ton in like the in like the early mid 90s when i was a kid that a friend of mine had and i just googled spooky board game with vhs in order to in order and, and, I, and it worked i found it it was called nightmare and it was a uh, a board game that you know had like your little guy, and you're going around a, a like a path, and if you know, depending on what you landed on, you, you would have different things, just like any normal video game from that t- or board game from that time period. But there was this VHS that you would play, and it was like the un- it looked like like the Undertaker or like a Crypt Keeper sort of character would be like. Ooh, you rolled a. F- <laughs> you now have to roll the spooky dice. Whoever rolls the <laughs> the highest takes three points of spooky damage, or so. You know, like it, it was like, and it, and like it was the same video every single time. They made it random by like the video. You know, it would, it would speak in that way where it was like whoever did this thing now has to do this thing, you know? And so it made it a different experience every time you played, but there were like bugs crawling on his face and stuff. It was, it was for like, you know, like seven year old me, it was awesome. I kind of want to get, it's like 80 bucks now though on online. Uh, but I kind of want to like find a copy and see if it was actually any good or not, or if it just, you know, was, child good yeah i mean well these are like it's strange be like oh this is 10 minutes where your job is to improv with me and i i i I need to give you oh okay like i (laughs) I did i i played one in play pass where like we were we faked our way into a job interview and it was like great you need to you in four minutes i will see your presentation and i was like wait we have four minutes to improv a slide deck like is that yeah okay that's what we're doing like Oh my cool. god! I was like, "This is uh, very stressful." Um, it's like a quip. Those Quiplash games. There was a fake presentation game in Quiplash too. That was uh, yeah, a ton of fun. And I was like, "It's not really an escape room thing, but it feels like something that you could do yeah. over Zoom." Um, I was like, "I could see this being good in a corporate event, but I don't know any of these people um, that I'm playing with." And it was it was fun, but it was like daunting. Um, Oh, one thing I did when we were talking about remote avatars. Apparently, there is a game that is uh, at a Japanese studio that is Baba is You, but real. 
And I don't know how that works. Um, uh, it's apparently in a science lab where you've basically figured out how to do Baba is You with reality, and they use re- like cutscenes and special effects to make like the laws of physics change in the room. And I do not know how this works. Sounds fascinating. But uh, it is called Escape from the Science Lab of Shifting Rules. And if, uh, if you know any, it seemed like a expert level game, and I had no way of testing it beforehand. But uh, people seem to think it is absolutely wild. Um, you switch, you know, you're constantly just changing words around on a board, and then like the whole room changes, like. That's the kind of weird stuff escape room people are doing in the pandemic. <laughs> I, I, I would. Re- it, this has opened my eyes to an entirely new type of entertainment that I, I would love to try some more of these. Uh, Laura, do you have any other uh, resources you want to point people to? Yeah, or? I'll say that there's a world of like audio only ones that are theater of the mind. So if you're like D&D friendly, there's a bunch that you can play over Discord. So like audio only ones where you like pictures will come up on the board, but you don't have to see the host. Like it's much more like that. And um, I'll also say that if you don't want to like, if you want to play a game tonight, you don't want to book someone and like take a human being's time and probably get a cheaper game. Like on demand, unhosted ones are big. There's print and play ones where you can just like go grab them. There's ones that are kind of like alternate reality games, like circa, you know, uh, I don't know if you are familiar with ARGs, but like you go on a bunch of websites to like do your search. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, like actual puzzle hunts, which are like, I don't want the escape room. I just want to play puzzles. And they vary wildly from like beginner friendly, like Colby's Curious Cook-Off, which is by like escape room people. So they're escape room level puzzles to like, you know, please don't start with mystery hunt. Like, but you can play the MIT mystery hunt <laughs> if you want. Um, those puzzles are very hard. I wrote down um one of the sample puzzles but i i'm reading through the write-up and i i I don't want to subject you all to it like it involves Feynman diagrams and particle physics and just like maybe not if you're beginning like play the demo of colby's curious cook-off and see if you like it if you want a puzzle hunt like it's good (laughs) um but there's a bunch of things like everyone is making online stuff now and they have been for the last Oh, almost two years at this point. So, That's so awesome. um, it, I think people are just getting weirder and weirder. There's, I, I have like eighty thousand suggestions in the show notes, um, but I think this is like the nice thing is. Like you can get one that's one night. Uh, you can play this for ninety minutes. They're all kind of like contained experiences, um, and so they do fit in short game. I. I'm glad I found this. I have something I can play with my twin sister who really likes uh, the idea of escape rooms, but we live in different cities. And so we've done a couple online ones together. It's been really nice. Yeah, this was, this was incredible. Yeah. I'm hoping I can line something like this up for uh, my next corporate event. (laughs) Yeah. And the, and the on demand (laughs) ones that don't have a live host also are good if you don't want a timer. So if you want to like go cook dinner or like go get drinks in between, like those are nice if you don't want a timer because none of the on demand ones have timers whatsoever. That's smart. That's smart. I think that probably would be a big plus for, uh, yeah, neither do the table. Like you can just ignore the timers on the tabletop (laughs) ones too. (laughs) Like I always do. (laughs) 
Awesome. So, Laura, thank you so much for organizing this. And uh, thanks to Avatar and to Utia Duck uh, for uh, for going through that experience with us. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you want to try this particular game again, they are at projectavatar.fun. Um, I don't know for sure how much longer this particular experience is going to be going. This will move on to the end of October, and then they're opening the new version, which will be comparably priced. They're just revamping scripts and and Great. videos and stuff. Okay, I would I would do this again, and once October rolls around, I I, I loved it. Yeah. So um, recommended. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Short Game. You can find our show on the internet at www.theshortgame.net. That's where all of our stuff is. Our searchable show notes page, if you want to look back over all of the games we've covered in the seven plus years uh, of the show. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at underscore short game. And you can find us on Patreon. That's right. This show is supported by our listeners on Patreon. Thank you for your support, supporters. If you support us on Patreon for even just a dollar a month, you immediately get access to our Discord, which is where we talk about the show, we plan episodes, we uh, uh, chit-chat about various things. You can suggest games to us there. It's the best way to grab our attention. And I still uh, got like eight games to play for this play pass so maybe i'll can i'll ask you to join me <laughs> hey yeah absolutely and uh you know if you want to join uh, laura on one of those jump on there and chit chat with us that's something that our patrons you get get our ear there uh you can also if you support us on patreon for five dollars the five dollar level i will send you stickers in the mail uh so they're that's nice exciting. stickers oh, thank you i made them myself by ordering them on the internet from someone who makes stickers. Uh, you can, uh, oh, and also um, we do early access to episodes for our patrons. Uh, so if that's something that matters to you, uh, you get episodes uh, often several days in advance. Uh, you uh, kind of get to beta test our episodes. On the Discord, we're all doing the milk crate challenge. <laughs> no, lies. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, how many injuries do you have, Shane? I... I don't know why I would have an injury. I am good at the milk crate challenge. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, you can find our show on Twitter at underscore short game. You can find me on Twitter at Reagan K. That's R-A-Y-G-A-N-K. Laura, where can people find you? On Twitter at Laura J. Nash. Shane, where can people find you? On Twitter at 8BitShane. And Nate, where can people find you? On Twitter at NateSTL and at the Tattoo Parlor getting a Utia Duck tattoo oh please mm. do <laughs> i'll get a matching one i love it tell me if you find those pajamas because i would really love them i know right uh, <laughs> they looked fun and comfy as long as you don't get them in the size that that poor man was wearing them in no listeners thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the short game <laughs>